You're listening to the Holy Hot Mess Mom podcast. This is my little corner of the podcasting universe. I'm Heather, and in this space, we're going to talk about everything faith, marriage, family, parenting, happy, sad, hilarious, homemaking, you name it, and we're probably going to talk about it. We all know life can be a huge, hilarious, beautiful disaster of a hot mess some days, but it's your hot mess, the one God's given to you and only you. So here we're just going to own it and find our halo in the midst of the messiness. I'm really excited you're here. Let's chat. Hi, I'm back. It is 8.35 p.m. at night. All my children are asleep. My husband is playing video games and... I am sitting here trying to not have the noise of my hair clip banging up against my bed as I'm sitting in bed recording this. And unless you have been under a rock for the past month, you are probably aware that we are in the midst of a global pandemic. So I don't know about you, whether you're going crazy or not yet. But this has quite possibly been the most Lent Lent ever. (laughs) Like, like, oh, I'm going to give up chocolate or I'm going to give up Netflix. But then God's like, oh, but you're also going to give up leaving your house. Some people are giving up working. You're going to give up mass. You're going to give up all these things. And all of this is completely unprecedented for times like this. And part of me is very thankful because I kind of live this life of seclusion anyways. You know, it's not like I'm missing seeing my mom or my sister or anything because the military life means we don't live near family. So I'm thankful that we don't have these elderly these elderly family members that live close by that we're used to seeing that we're now not able to see that we could possibly infect. I'm thankful for that. And I named this episode Pandemic Schmandemic just to be silly. Like this is an extremely serious situation. Like my background is in science. I studied epidemiology in college. Like I am well aware that this is serious and that we do need to stay home. And so I'm kind of just going to touch on the things that are on my mind in this episode, but I've got some notes for some other episodes. So I'm going to do another episode about how to cultivate your relationship with God in these times. And I think that episode is going to be very important for anybody who's like me, who feels this strong pull for the sacraments. In times like this, which is like crazy, you know, within a two, three week span, we've been like, oh, just you're not allowed to go to mass anymore. And for Catholics, like we encounter God very, very much. God gives us these outward signs of these inward graces. He gives us through the Eucharist and baptism and confession, anointing of the sick and all these things. And not being able to practice those things has left me feeling extremely distant from God. And I think this is a huge time where we can learn from our Protestant brothers and sisters, like how to really cultivate that personal relationship with Jesus. And then like build our yearning and desire for the sacraments for when we are able to practice them again, you know? So our priest has been doing like these lives with Father Kevin and Father um, Matthew and 
So I asked a few questions last night on one of their lives. And so I want to talk about that in an episode. I am just, I'm feeling like all the feels about this because as a homeschooling family, like, and a family that doesn't live near family, it's really easy to be like, oh, well, our life won't change very much. But in reality, like I get out of the house at least once a day with these children. We go to parks and we go to the zoo and we go to museums and we go to the library and like not being able to go to the Y and get my two hours of a break and not being able to go to the library and not being able to go to the mass have been like the biggest devastations for me. My husband still has to work. He's a central personnel doing what he does in the military and um, but he's still on like less duty. Like he's going into work every other day ish. So it's just, it's a crazy, crazy unsettling time. And I know that people have a lot of questions and I think the biggest thing I want to get out there is I wrote a blog post basically saying, dear parents, this isn't homeschooling and you don't have to do this. And I had somebody kind of get snappy at me and say, and because the premise of it was homeschooling is about the freedom of choice. Okay. So when you homeschool, either you've made the choice from the beginning or for one reason or another, you decided to take your kids out or a kid or whatever. And that taking them out generally doesn't happen like in a split moment, you know, something will build up and then you'll like consider and kind of research and look up curriculums and blah, blah, blah. This has been like in Louisiana, parents sent their kids to school on Friday and found out Sunday that their kids were not going back to school. In Virginia, where we have a lot of friends, they're not going back to school until next school year. So what these parents are being asked to do is absolutely impossible. Not to mention a lot of them who work outside the home when their kids are at school all day are now working remotely. So these kids are now having to learn completely digitally in the blink of an eye. There's been no transition period. And these parents didn't sign up for this. They don't want to school their children at home. Like that's why they send them to school. And now they're having to be locked in a home with their children all day and try to work on top of that. Like it's absolute insanity. And somebody kind of jumped down my throat and said, this blog post like has fallacies because, you know, yes, we have choices in this country, but like you still can't break the law. And I will tell you right now, there is no law that says that when a pandemic hits, you have to school your kids from 8.30 in the morning until 2.30 p.m. completely online and neglect every other responsibility you have in life. Like this is a global pandemic, just like our country cannot tell you, you have to send them to public school. Our country can also not in these circumstances tell you that you have to school them the way the school is sending stuff home. I know someone whose school sent, like, they have 20 pages a day for a second grader to print out and do at home. And it's nothing but worksheets. Like, the mom's pulling teeth, the kid's crying. Like, that's not helping this situation. And my advice to her was, like, 
just read, like watch educational shows, sit down and read, go on nature walks. Like it's okay to school like that. And that's when I was told like, you still can't break the law. That's not breaking the law. That's being flexible in your schooling. And the idea of homeschooling is just making an atmosphere of education in your house. The idea of school at home is these schools mandating what you do. I have another friend who lives in Virginia whose kid was sent home. She has three other kids. Two of them are school-aged. So three total are school-aged. One is not. And they live, they own a farm in Virginia. They live in a rural area. They have really poor internet and they have one computer and one iPad. And that's what they use to run their farm. Their third grader, this is just the requirements for the third grader, is being asked to be on the computer from 8.30 in the morning until 2.30 in the afternoon doing schoolwork the entire time. The kid doesn't want to do it. They're crying like it's a hot mess. Mom and dad can't run their farm. You know what I mean? Like, even if you want to get into like an equality issue on this, it's like how does that child have an equal opportunity to an extremely rich family that has a mom that stays at home all the time and can turn her life upside down and just start teaching at home where this other family is, they don't like they work at their home, you know? So the premise of my blog post was that like, I really don't want people to get this bad taste in their mouth for homeschooling, whether you're going to ever homeschool again or not. It's just that like, this is not homeschooling. Like this is public or private education at home. And you should be able to have the flexibility to be like, you know what? We're not going to do any school for a week. We're just going to enjoy each other. And let me tell you, as a mom, you can creep education into absolutely everything. Um, Let's see. Go out in the backyard. Bird watch. Make a graph in chalk on the ground. My kids lately have been doing tally mark graphs for people driving past on our driveway of who waves and who doesn't. And then the people that wave and the people that don't wave, um, they started analyzing the people that don't wave, how many of those people were on their phones as they passed by. And then they concluded that it's because the people are on their phones, they're distracted and they didn't see them when they waved. Like, this is my six-year-old coming to these conclusions, just using his brain, all because we're just enjoying, like, observing things. You know, you can use this time, you can teach math skills by baking, measuring, and you can teach life schools, especially if you have older kids, like older middle school, high school, you can use this time to teach them life skills, like how to balance a checkbook, how to pay their taxes or how to pay taxes, because it's tax season. You can teach them how to change oil on a car or, you know, make a plan and make a garden. Like there's so many ways that you can educate your children without having to actually sit them down with workbooks and drill facts. And I think that's something really important that we need to learn right now is like we are putting unrealistic expectations on these families, especially there's families that are like, my friend is a doctor. She's at work so much right now. She now has her three boys at home. Like, how is she supposed to give them basically a full-time education while she's working way, way, way overtime? Her husband's working from home. It's like, this is unrealistic. Now, I will say, our parishes here in Louisiana are being wonderful. They're pretty much like 
we'll send stuff home if you want to do stuff, but that's about it, you know? And I think that's a good approach because there are some kids who really do miss it. But this is just unprecedented. And I think we have to sit back and realize that like, whoa, we all need to take stock and like get our life in order and take care of each other before we're worried about making sure that our kids don't forget for a few months like their multiplication facts. You know what I mean? So anyway, so I've got a whole nother episode of like all the fun, simple, creative ways you can learn with your kids at home. And one of my biggest things with the, with homeschooling is the library. We probably check out 50 books. So that's been an adjustment for me because I can't get the kids new books at the library and we're exhausting all of our books. But that's kind of my two cents about like these unrealistic expectations. Oh, and another note is when a lot of people begin homeschooling, if they've been in a traditional schooling system, a lot of people will de-school for a bit. So like for a straight month, not do any schoolwork where the kids don't realize they're doing any schoolwork. It's educational movies and it's outside and it's nature and it's coloring and things like that to get the system out of their system. So that then, because they're now having to have mommy be teacher and mommy or daddy be teacher and daddy, you know? And this is a really freaking hard adjustment. Not to mention, oh man, you don't even have to mention some of the families have no income right now. Anyways, this whole thing is just absolutely crazy. But the joking name of this podcast episode being pandemic schmandemic, like I am aware completely that this is absolutely serious. And... I live in Louisiana where the rate of infection is growing so exponentially fast that they think by as early as next week, New Orleans will be out of ventilators. And I've heard a lot of people saying like, oh, I've got a strong immune system. Like I grew up eating crawfish out of a plastic bag. I'll be all right. But it's like the principle of it is we have to die to ourselves a little bit and our selfishness and well in a lot of it in order to allow others to live. And the the big thought that I had when I started seeing all this flatten the curve because when it first came out I was like it's a flu like what's the deal, you know? But as I started seeing the statistics and the epidemiological analysis behind this flattening the curve, it's like okay, If a hospital has 100 ventilators, that's a lot for a hospital, but if a hospital has 100 ventilators and 50 of them are constantly in use for one reason or another, cancer patients or, you know, COPD, whatever, that leaves only 50 ventilators. But then all these ventilators are taken up by these COVID patients who could have been otherwise healthy people or someone who may be a little bit older, but still had a solid 20 years of life in them, but they contracted this virus. And now all but one ventilator is available. Well, you and your family get into a massive car accident and all four of you need a ventilator. How does that doctor choose who gets it and who doesn't? You know, and like, we live in this age where like my body, my choice has become this extremely selfish battle cry. And times like these should have us reevaluate 
that none of us have the ability to put a, a value tag on anybody else's life, whether it be life at the beginning of conception or life at the, at the end of your life. You know, it's, it's not up to us to choose who is more willing to live and who is not based on their convenience or inconvenience to somebody else. So that's why you have to remember that it stinks to stay inside your house and to not go shopping and the target runs in the park and whatever. But like this too shall pass and it's time for us to sit down and maybe shed our materialism, maybe deepen our personal relationship with Christ, maybe learn to sit and be still and slow down a little bit more with our kids and lose some of the hustle and the bustle of running around to soccer and theater and ballet and all these things and really, you know, learn how to cherish each other for the uniqueness that we are so that these doctors and healthcare workers don't have to make impossible decisions. You know what I mean? So anyways, that's my, how long have I been talking? 16 minutes. (laughs) So, um, I'm going to go record a few more episodes about like what we can do around our house and to keep ourselves busy and the like now you're all of a sudden the homeschooler kind of thing and what you can do to keep learning interesting and fun and not a pain in the butt for everybody. So I'm going to go record those episodes. This episode is over, but you can find lots more on my blog, holyhotmessmom.com. There you can find all the links mentioned in this episode or in the show notes of whichever app you're listening to this episode in. Come connect with me on Instagram and Facebook at Holy Hot Mess Mom. Come say hi, ask questions, give me a topic suggestion. But most importantly, if you enjoy this podcast, do me a huge favor and give it a rating and review in whichever podcast app you listen to it in. The more wonderful reviews we have, the wider we can reach with our support, tips, laughs, and encouragement. So until next time.